Straw Hut Media. Hello on the rockers. On this episode, we shout from the rooftops, drag is not a crime. Chatting career and hot topics with Miss Pineapple title holder, Gemini Day Sexton, host of Hey Girl podcast, Jordan j and the host of the bitchiest brunch sold out every weekend and part of the Eureka O'Hara family, Anita Rose O'Hara, and me, your favorite host with the sassy most. Raise a glass and let the drinks begin. It's on the rocks with lashes. <laughs> And most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. This is On the Rocks with Alexander, where I drink with your favorite celebrities as we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and, well, that's about it. So pop a cork, lean back, and raise a glass to On the Rocks. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Lord have mercy, buttons and bows and pantyhose on the Rocks podcast, the place where we're too glam to give a damn. Like I said, today we are shouting, drag is not a crime unless you look like this. Please meet Tequila Moss, (laughs) my very, very short-lived, very short-lived stint with the West Hollywood Cheerleaders, a nonprofit group uh, promoting HIV and AIDS awareness and education. I didn't shave anything. I didn't bother to cover up my eyebrows. I couldn't wear heels. Uh, very short-lived. They're like, thank you for your volunteer service. Why don't you just raise money from the side? There you have it. Tequila Moss. <laughs> dead and alive in three months. There we yeah. go. Drag is not a crime. <laughs> Sometimes it is. Yeah. <laughs> Jail. Prison. <laughs> Jail. <laughs> uh, come join On the Rocks on the scene at Out at the Fair at San Diego County Fair June 10th as your MC for the drag show. Out at the Fair is pretty much gay days at the county fair, popping up all over nation. And like I said, it is gay days at the fair. We know the fair can be uh, pretty masculine, pretty family-centric, so you've got to give it to these queens, giving it all in the middle of the fair um, and me. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, head to outatthefair.com for more info and see you there. They're also giving out four-pack of tickets. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at On The Rocks On Air and on Facebook On The Rocks Radio Show. Send me an email. Book me for a pride, wedding, funeral, quinceanera, bris. I don't care. I will show up. Info at ontherocksradioshow.com. This show's presented by Straw Hut Media. You can watch and or listen to our now over 300 episodes at ontherocksradioshow.com. You you can watch us on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV on the Outit.tv app, Facebook Watch, streaming with pride on SVTV, and on Channel 31 on the East Coast. Why Channel 31 on the East Coast? I don't know. Lucky, lucky you are uh, uh, East Coast. Okay, let's get the show on the road because I know we're all eager. Please welcome Jordan J. Rowe, pronounced like J-Lo. Look at that sexy beast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my wow. God. I live. Where did you get my baby picture? <laughs> yeah. Sears. Uh, Jordan's LA's premier internationally ignored, locally tolerated drag sensation. She's the host of the podcast, Hey Girl, with Jordan J. Rowe. You can listen to her album, Apocalyptic, wherever fine music is streamed. She is the co-host of Booby Trap Bingo every first Wednesday of the month at Temple Bar in West Covina. She also conducts drag queen yeah. interviews on Fleshbot.com. Please welcome Jordan J. Rowe. Oh. Yeah. I lost all hope today. <laughs> also joining us, Anita Rose O'Hara has been working in, as an entertainer for 1100 year, uh, 11 years <laughs> and is still continuing to work hard, known for being rambunctious, raunchy, and ridiculous, sometimes even offstage. She always uh, finds a way to be bubbly, beautiful, and bitchy. <laughs> True story. From traveling around the world or just staying in Palm Springs, she hopes to keep entertaining and making people <laughs> laugh till the day she runs out of breath. This picture kills me by the way. Oh, that was such a good photo. When you go, this is on your tombstone. I don't, I don't care what. <laughs> she currently hosts 
the sold-out every weekend bitchiest brunch at Oscars in Palm Springs and can be seen entertaining guests on board cruises with outbound travel. You never know where she's going to show up. I'm not even kidding you. Lake Forest one time. I'm like, what the hell? Such a cute picture. Talk about family Mm -hmm. that does drag together. This is Anita and her mom sharing a look, and I just Mm -hmm. love it. Uh, Please welcome Anita Rose. Good morning, everyone. And last, but certainly not least, Gemini Day, Sexton. And I don't know why I have to say Gemini Day like that, like designing women. Well, it's yes. actually Gemini Day, but go off. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me be the host. Wow. Gemini Die. Uh, die. It's not as fun, but okay. Gemini Die, Sexton, uh, is a drag queen with 10 years of experience, also known as Dakota Payne, by the way. Their drag career began in Texas and took them from New York to California, performing at some of America's most notorious drag venues. Gemini was the first ever Miss Pine Apple and is competing next month in the National US of A drag pageant, which we're going to talk about pageants and how that's different. Having recently taken a sabbatical from the porn industry, uh, to much chagrin and sadness, by the way, Gemini is having a rebirth as a professional drag queen. Please welcome Gemini Die Sexton and our drag panel for today. Yay. Hello. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Gorgeous. There's like no filter needed, by the way. Sometimes when I interview queens and you see them in real life, you're like, oh, uh, oh. Choices. Oh, oh choices. Mm, choices. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Contour blend <laughs> choices. Um, so we are we have a bunch of hot topics, and the reason I wanted to have this show is Obviously, there's a lot going on in the nation towards the drag community. So we're going to mm. talk about career. We're going to address some of these hot topics. So who knows where the conversation is going to be? But I want to get um, to a little bit know a little bit about our queen, such as what was your first exposure to drag? Was were you a kid? Were you watching Drag Race? Were you like what was it? And we'll start with Gemini. Like first time you ever yes. saw somebody in, in drag. I'm just going to very smoothly and I, I, I didn't even delicately think about just remove those yes. for a second. Those cans actually that helps like. Proportion my neck a little bit. There we go. Proportionize. Well, at least you have a neck. I'm sitting here with none. (laughs) Hello, and I have four. Share for the rest of us. Okay. Yeah, first exposure to drag. Uh, It had to be like what? Movies like uh, Birdcage, perhaps. Oh, okay. You know, something like that. Yeah. Or in cartoons, for sure. And it's so funny. Birdcage, nobody's banning Birdcage movie because everybody loves it and it's so wonderful. But Mm. isn't that drag queens? And we all saw it as kids. Yeah. Talk about mainstream, by the way. Yeah, Nathan Lane and anything. Oh, thank well, you. Yeah. And that was before he came out. In fact, recently he said that Robin Williams did not out him during interviews when he was being pressed. Oh, about I saw it. that. That yeah. was so sweet. Yeah. And he was saying that that's how much he loves Robin Williams is like really understood. Mm. But we all knew about Nathan Lane, by the way. It's like no big shocker, but still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still can't believe that what? What's his name from Will and Grace? Isn't gay? Will? Eric oh, McCormick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric yeah. McCormick. Yes. He's so sweet, too, and he loves his show tunes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's bi and just doesn't, you know, have the We're vernacular all a little to bi. open up about it. We're all it. a little bi. Whether you like to look at boobies and not touch them, that's still a little bi. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Um, but that's funny that you picked a mainstream film. I think a lot of art, I know my first kind of exposure to drag was actually Tu Wong Fu, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is a movie my grandma took me to because it was funny. It was Patrick Swayze. It was Wesley Snipes. So it was safe. Exactly. It wasn't gay because, you know, they're not gay. Yeah. Anita Rose, your first, yes. first exposure um, to drag. Well, you know, I actually didn't watch any of those films until I started doing drag because everybody was telling me that I had to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, but my first exposure to drag was I had seen one of the very early 
uh, seasons. I think it was like season one of Drag Race, mm-hmm. but I didn't know exactly what I was watching. Do you know how years ago that was, by the way? Like 2008. Isn't that, yeah. isn't that crazy yeah. to think That's of? Wild. And I remember me and my mom watching it like, oh, this is like fun, but I didn't get it. And then it wasn't until like high school when it started becoming more of a thing and I was like aware of it. And then I was like, oh no, that's really weird. And then I went to my first drag show and I went, oh, this is theater. I can play a million and one different characters. So my first, and my first uh, show was Mayhem Miller, How About That at VIP. Wow. Yeah. Oh, 11 on, years or 12 years ago now, yeah. So how God. did your how did your first appearance go? Was it was it a shipwreck? Did it you nail it? Um, it- I mean, pretty much everybody starts off pretty grubby, but I had a whole mix that I had made. I had everybody in the audience there for me. Um, it was fun. Do I ever want to go back and look what I looked like back then? Absolutely not, because it doesn't look like much has changed. <laughs> oh, oh, no. What? No. Gemini, let's go back to you, though. Uh, so what was your first, like, step-out performance, and did it go well? Yes, my first step-out performance. Actually, okay, I was obsessed with Evanescence as a teenager, right? Yes! <laughs> and so so, so emo. Yeah, Shopping I went in, at Hot Topic. I went into Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the platform boots and I had a little skirt and a little tank top. And so I got a Halloween, you know, um, long black wig and when is Amy Lee to in my hometown, they have like a Scarborough fair that um, during Halloween time, it becomes like a haunted little like horror land. And so I went in cross dress at the um, at the festival. What was that hometown? Waxahachie, Texas. Oh my, Ooh. Texas. Yeah. Uh huh. Girl, oh. that that took some balls. I look so pretty <laughs> up there. I can't stop staring at myself. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was asking, how are you different than Dakota Payne? And I'm seeing not much. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> Jordan, your Work. first exposure to drag and your first kind of step out performance. There was an old episode of America's Next Top Model where they did gender bending. Do you remember that episode oh, when yeah. Jay Emanuel came out in drag and the girls didn't recognize him? Mm-hmm. Oh, please. We, a girl, the, it was a bit. <laughs> he was it was born cute. in drag. It was cute for like two minutes. But my family and I would watch America's Next Top Model. My dad was like, is that RuPaul? And I said, who's RuPaul? And he said, Jordan, RuPaul's the shit. Are we allowed to say it? Can we say that? Yeah, yeah. You can say RuPaul's whatever. the shit. And I was like, okay. But then in community theater and high school, like people would always say, do you watch Drag Race? Do you know who RuPaul? And I was just like, no, 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 no. I'm too, I'm too, I'm an actor. I'm a serious actor, darling. I'm a comedian. And look at me now. The first time I saw RuPaul was when he was in the Brady Bunch movie. And I'm like, is that a guy? I didn't know his whole legacy, oh, 80s yeah. New York art, everything that he did for the art scene there. Like, we tend to forget that RuPaul, who was a trailblazer along with, like, the Amanda Lepore, uh, Michelle Visage, when they were in New York, when they were mm-hmm. in it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the courage it takes to step out, such as Texas, such as I know some of us are Latino which we always have these themes of, this is what a boy does. There's these masculine versus feminine themes. What kind of trepidation did you have in saying, you know what, I'm going to be a drag queen. How was that coming out to your friends, your family? What kind of self obstacles did you kind of have in your mind? And this is just... Well, mm -hmm. I didn't actually come out. I was outed in the eighth grade. This girl that was like my best friend. I just moved back to the States from Puerto Rico. Regina George. Regina George. <laughs> I remember her name. I know she has several children right now. But she, What's her name? Let's <laughs> call her. I, uh, goodbye. No free promo here on On the Rocks, baby. We, don't, we, we sell ad space. If she wants to call, she can pay a fee. But she wrote a note and said, hi, I have a crush on you. Do you want to be my boyfriend? And I felt bad. And I said, no, I'm actually gay. And so, of course... She showed everybody in the class. Then there was commotion. Then the teacher came over and said, I'm going to read this to the whole class. Wait, what? Uh, what? Yeah. yeah, bitch. Eighth grade in Carrollton, wow. Georgia. 
That's theater. That's theater. <laughs> Immersive experience. But how scary in Georgia, which we know is not Horrible. the most hospitable Awful. to LGBTQ, mm. and you're from the Latin community, yeah, right? Yeah, I was the brown one. Here, I'm like, you know, I kind you know. You're pretty, you're pretty I light. I pass, yeah. I, you know, I pass, I get all the privilege, none of the consequence. <laughs> but there, I was like, I was the odd one out. Did you ever have that family pressure? It's like, you know, Latino boys don't act this way. They're not gay. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. It was it was very much like I had developed this sort of uh, rejection to my own culture. Yeah. And it wasn't until I started doing drag and came to L.A. and I saw all these other Latinx drag artists. And I was like, oh, you bitches are fierce and you're doing this fierce like salsa music. You're doing all this. You are the culture, but you're gay and you can do that. That was fierce. So I had the privilege of interviewing Selena Estides last week. And Love she said the her. same thing. Yes. Because of family culture, when you, you know, when uh, she's first generation on the dad's side, second generation on the mom's side. Um, and I experienced this uh, growing up in Orange County. You you hid that Mexican part of you. You you did English better. You did everything else better, but you didn't talk about your heritage. And so she brought that into her drag. And it was only until recently where uh, you know people from the community have said, thank you for representing our community. Yeah. Um, and then she saw other queens perform and be like, you can be a proud uh, Mexican in drag. You can be a proud Mexican gay. That's okay to be and celebrate your, your heritage. Yeah, she's one of the ones. And we've talked about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love her. So where did you kind of get that confidence to be like, well, I don't care what the norms are. This is what I'm going to do for, for me. I just always felt like there was the world and then there was me. And I, all I knew how to do was what I liked and what felt good to me. And I was never seeking approval from anyone but me. And it just, I got, I'm here. I'm here on On The Rocks, bitch. <laughs> do you think like you're, do you guys think that you're kind of like born with that? Because you can't really teach somebody to have confidence. You can learn confidence. And you can gain confidence through life experience, but do you think you're just kind of born with it? Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. a lot of us as queer people sort of develop this like, I don't give a fuck anymore attitude, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's sort of like what fuels me to do drag is like, sure, it might be even within our own community, like looked down upon by some people, but like, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> Well, we're going to talk about some of the other pressures you've you've experienced with career as well in, in oh, terms right. of like yes. labels and identity. We're, we're definitely going to get mm. to that. Um, but where did you kind of get that confidence like in Texas to be like, I don't care. I could get beaten up, but I'm going to do this. I think that what also fuels me is like drag sort of makes you feel special and unique. And in being a little boy in Texas, like I was just like craving to feel, you know, Maybe not even normal, but special and unique. So, uh, yeah, sort of like built a confidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, Texas and Georgia, that's scary. Like, yeah. I thought I was roughing it in Orange <laughs> County. I'm like, mm. Anita. Yes. Because you're like a SoCal native. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and it sounds like your mom was just kind of with it from beginning. Well, they weren't necessarily with it because they didn't get it. They mm. didn't get it until they came to the first show and they said, oh, this is him doing theater because I was trying to do as many, as, much of a variety as possible yeah. and I was trying to make that marketable as possible so when they came to the first one they're like oh because at first they didn't get it because they were like oh he wants to transition oh yeah. and that completely threw them off and then when they saw that they went oh that's not what he wants although if that was the situation they would still have been supportive but they were like oh he just wants to dress up and have fun and put on different characters and stuff like that so it is funny, though, that the trends now with recent uh, seasons of Drag Race is a lot of the contestants coming out as trans. Um, whereas before, the earlier seasons, that really wasn't the case. Even having a trans contestant was a big thing. And now we know that that's like, mm -hmm. that's old news. Um, but it is interesting that the confidence of the show has given contestants the confidence to come out as trans. And that is a bigger trend, which is a double-edged sword, because then you have 
the the religious right coming after us saying, well, you're grooming our kids to all become trans. And that's why there's the attack on drag and trans, because the the conception is if you want to do drag, then you want to be trans, which is mm -hmm. not always the case. There's straight people that, that do drag. Um, not as good. Not as but good. they try. <laughs> and they get a little bitter about it and go to social media about it, but we won't say anything. <laughs> um, but in terms of playing a character, and I'm glad you brought this up because this is our first hot topic, everybody. Anita, the first time I saw uh -oh. you was uh -oh. in Palm Springs uh -oh. doing one of the funniest oh. bits. And I, I, I'm not going to play video because I don't want to be canceled. It was one of the funniest, smartest comedic oh. bits, and it was getting the audience involved. And the impersonation was so spot on, and there was nothing malicious in it from my point of view. And we're talking a few years ago before is, we've yeah. had these kind of conversations. Yeah. Your character was Miss Swan from Mad, from TV. Mad TV. And I tell you, when some, I, I literally thought, I was like, Alex Borstein's here. Oh my God. And it was hilarious. And it got the whole crowd talking to each other and laughing with each other. Um, and then. Uh, why, why don't you explain kind of the evolution and how that? Why don't you apologize? Got <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a reason why I don't do it anymore. But um, the the mix that it was made for it, I didn't want it to be poking fun at. Obviously, it's a funny character, but I didn't want it to be focused on her race. I wanted it to be everything that she was talking about. So it happened to be the phone call bit that she does when she is the phone sex worker. So I wanted it to be everything that she was talking about when she goes, oh, I'm so hot. Uh, my pantyhose is on fire. And then I do this girl is on fire. So I didn't want it to be focused on anything like that because I just wanted to focus on that being the funny character. And, and it was the... a popular character that people yeah. gravitated towards. Mm -hmm. So when did and I it... don't do it anymore. Yeah. But when did that shift kind of happen? Was it so somebody said something to you or you're just like. Um, part of it was there's a huge handful of people, especially in the uh, Palm Springs, the demographic doesn't necessarily know who that is. So at one point there was kind of a shift oh. of like, I have no clue who that is, but it's funny. And then somebody said that was like they generally meant it as in like, oh, that's a funny Asian character. I said it is a portrayal of that, but it's not that you're not looking at that so then i just was like if you if you are one person who's focusing on the race and not the mix then i'm just stopping it period and then there was somebody else who had said something i had stopped it to right before lockdown because i was using her to sell jello shots yeah yeah I remember. and then um i bought many of those jello shots <laughs> <laughs> cheers i remember you're welcome jello <laughs> um but then i just was kind of like well if people aren't going to get this i'm just going to kind of leave it alone and um, then somebody else had brought it up when everything was happening through lockdown with BLM and the Asian hate. And that's when I said, I'm no longer using this character because there are people who find this offensive. And again, it's t going towards her actions and not so. And it's hard to explain to some people who will never get it. Yeah. So I was like, I'm just going to drop it, period. I thought you were going to say people in Palm Springs have nothing else to do but be on Facebook random groups and like leave comments. Oh, to, trust me. I can. Up. Oh, yeah. trust me. I can leave a long list of names. And they're here. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the hot topic for everybody is do you have an obligation to be politically correct? Shouldn't drag push the envelope? Have conversations. Do we need to be as careful because this art has always pushed the envelope? Which I will say one of the things too that um, when these there's there there's a TikTok video that says what is something that you could do now that you or what is something you could do then that you couldn't do now or something like on TV or something and I had stitched it and I said uh, Nick Cannon's Wild and Out first five seasons whatever was said then 
there's no way you can say it now. And the way that we're moving and learning too. So, yeah. Mm. Now, I want to ask, does anybody sort of miss that crassness to comedy and to drag? That's where I'm at. Because yeah. <laughs> growing up in aspects, Texas, yeah. you know, I think that drag, you know, the the tone has evolved with, you know, the social pulse of the world. But uh, back in Texas, like, Casinova would just, like, rip people on a mic, and it was based on gender and race and things like that. And today it's like that wouldn't happen at all. Um, but, you know, there's there's some some grit to some of the that shit sometimes. A, a video went viral with Bianca Del Rio. She was out in the middle of, uh, somewhere and some person got up on stage, grabbed the microphone um, and said, you know, you have an obligation because people are listening to you. You have an obligation to be polite. You have an obligation to be uh, not offensive to races or class or looks or body, whatever. And so Bianca got the microphone and said, you're not paying my motherfucking bills. You sit down. And the oh, whole crowd. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, specifically yeah. the, the Latin community. Yes. She said, and yes. yeah. yeah, you know the line. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. I watch it frequently. Yes. But, said, I, but I do miss, drag and, like, drag queens from when I was growing up, you know, had that edge, and it was part of their talent as well, to mm -hmm. have an edge. Like Joan Rivers, you know, it's that same mm -hmm. kind of energy where you have to be smart in your approach, but mm -hmm. we look to the drag community to not just sit and be pretty, but to kind of be a little crass mm -hmm. and, and you know, and talk about certain things that we're uncomfortable talking about. Mm -hmm. But now the world is in a place where like Jimbo's getting flack for wearing large boobs on TV. Everyone's like, mm, bimbo culture. See, my thing... Right? Is that what it is? That's crazy. <laughs> I never... I, I oh, heard that. Oh, I was, yeah. I was literally insane. just... In, I was just in the car today as... Uh, my friend was shopping for fabric. I was like... I was going through because there was an article about it and how they were losing it. But my thing about wearing the massive breastplate. Which I almost did. <laughs> it makes your waist uh, look smaller. If my, I could do it, I would. See, my thing about it is you are picking on a very specific person. Mm -hmm. I think that they are targeting that. I think they are targeting Jimbo because we've also seen Gigi Good wear it. We've also seen um, Simone wear it. We've also seen a few other queens wear it too. We celebrate Dolly for her big breasts, for God's sake. And she talks yeah. about her big breasts all the time. And one of the smartest people in entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jordan, I find I, that ridiculous. And I know you're very PC. You're very nice. Am I? Yes, you are. Oh, I, I listen to your podcast. Oh, like Great. you're like witty and funny, but you're 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 very nice. Cool. <laughs> I need everybody else to say that when asked. <laughs> so, what's your take on PC? Obviously, there's a time and a place. If you come see a roast that I'm doing, don't expect any of that PC yeah, because. I am specifically being paid to come for some person's dead parents. I'm specifically being paid to come for their weight, their body. Their, look, that's just what it is. And that'll get you canceled. Like, let's say you were to make one comment on Drag Race and talk about somebody's body weight as a negative. That's all you need is that little thing. It's like, one thing yeah. for that's so ridiculous to me. It's silly, but I think if you're smart, like we talk about Joan Rivers, she was smart. Mm -hmm. She knew how to do it. And she couldn't have the person that she was coming for laughing on the floor. So but to me, she, it's like eh. she would she would she would get fired in one day if she was like coming out now. She, she'd be fired in, in, in one. Yeah, day. there's a there's a certain like there's a lot of stuff that I I even on my podcast. I I want to say certain things, but I'm like, well, let me just not. I do have to hold myself back sometimes because I don't want to be taken the wrong way. I don't want the intention to be misconstrued. Yeah. Oh, honey. 
Girl. So I, I want to know from from all three of you. We know the power of a drag race. We know. Like for me, my end goal is to have like my own talk show, like a late night talk show. Like that's in my mind. So now I'm like, yes. well, I can't say certain things and all that. We know Drag Race has been on your mind or maybe on your mind at some point in your career. Are you monitoring now thinking of like, well, this is what they like, this is what they won't like, da da da. Does that go through your head in everything that you say and post now? No. Uh, yes and no, <laughs> you know? I, for me personally, I think that like, I could never be on Drag Race because of my porn career. You know, I think that like it worked back in the day when they were on a different network and people had done um, porn in the past and it was like one. Yeah. But I think that I've done hundreds of films. And <laughs> yeah. But and don't I, you think that that's changing though? Yes and no. Because I, I think worst case scenario, I get on there and then I'm used as sort of like um, a scapegoat for all these people who are like, they're grooming our kids. They're like, because they're going to look up oh, as porn and stuff like, you know, to make point. it a full circle that's a thing, really, you know. Really good point. Um, that, that's sort of what keeps me up at night. Remember when David Hernandez was an American Idol and the way to get him knocked down was to reveal that he was a stripper in his past? Like, that was, like, trauma at, right. at that time. But And it's funny because Drag Race used to have ads for Boy Butter. I don't know if you guys remember. This yes. was when it was on uh, VH1. No, it was Logo. when it was still on Logo. They went to VH1 and that, that sponsor was out. The mm -hmm. lube sponsors and all that kind of stuff. It's like, we're gay men. Like, this is what we use. Mm -hmm. um, and that's very interesting. But it's also... You have made a conscious decision to say, okay, I'm retiring from porn, which is very lucrative. We know your personality. Uh, I mean, it, it, you're, you're quite well known. <laughs> um, but you have given that up for this career. Well, and for other things. But um, I think it's important for me mentally to take a break from porn. Like I had a good solid five plus years where I was going strong and drag's always sort of been there in the background. Um, but, you know, uh, at some point you kind of get a bit old hat in the porn industry. And so I need to like hit the refresh button. And maybe if I do come back, uh, do steroids or get like real tits. You <laughs> yes. know? Um, but you actually won Miss Pineapple. And for those, yes, or, yes. now it's called Mixed Pineapple. Um, yeah. For those that don't know, it's a pageant that raises a lot of money for mental health awareness in the sex worker industry, which is so mm. important. Yeah. Um, but it's porn stars that that do drag and compete. It's like a drag race. It's a fun, fun night. It's a turnabout night. <laughs> <laughs> for the <Word>. porn industry. <laughs> but I've also for heard that there, for the porn stars that do drag, there's also the fear and there has been a pushback from porn fans saying, I don't want to see the hot guy that I jerk off to. I don't want to mm -hmm. see them in lashes mm -hmm. and lipstick and heels. Mm -hmm. have, have, have you experienced that? The porn fans will turn on you. I did a buy scene. They turned on me. Yep. Uh, you know, you get some nope. stuff about. Mm -hmm. or, what's What's even worse is that they won't say anything. If it has anything to do with my drag, people will just let it like be ignored. And so I it would almost won the controversy. <laughs> well, and you have pushed an envelope, and this is this is actually one of your hot topics as well. Is can porn and pageantry can a hoe do both? Oh sure, yeah. Going for US of A, I think um, that's another good reason that I should like get out of the porn thing because they don't want the current reigning, you know, uh, going out there and um, fucking on camera. I mean, it's like when Vanessa Williams won Miss America, and then she was in oh, Penthouse, yeah. and that got stripped away. And mm. I mean, we're talking about I'm probably aging myself. I know it's a little kid, but still. Um, but is there a stigma for like you queens for somebody that's in the porn industry? You know, we we know that uh, drag queens like, and I hate that this is the generalization, but I've seen it, like to just tear each other apart, just chisel it away, spread little rumors. Um, and my opinion is if we all succeed, we all succeed. 
But do you think that there is stigma towards somebody in porn coming into the drag world? Like, oh, well, they couldn't possibly know how to do drag. Um, I... Listen, I'm trying to figure it out for myself. I'm not here. I'm in no place to judge how anybody does their art because it's art. Yeah, and just be nice, you know. And those that are sitting in a professional standpoint don't care about if somebody is coming from porn into drag. Like those who are actual professionals will not care at all whatsoever. I do think that there is. um, I think all in the pageant world. I think with especially with the tearing down of each other. I definitely think in the pageant world, uh, you saying, "Look, I'm retiring." I think that when somebody tries to bring that up and be like, oh, well, she did this. But he said he's retired. So that's shifting it in a different direction versus, oh, by the way, hey, Judge, did you know? Mm, that's really gross. She did this. But <laughs> that's so she's hip- retired, that's so, so hypocritical because it's LGBTQ community. We've all watched porn. We still watch porn. Like, that's just what yeah. we do. I'm a Christian woman. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> uh, mm. Honey, I've, I've seen... Anyway, (laughs) but it's just like this hypocrisy with the pageant world. It's like, well, I understand why they're doing it, you know, Um, but I think in this day and age, there's an opportunity to embrace sex workers. And hopefully like I can be sort of like a middleman, middlewoman for, you know, um, not change or progress, but to accept a part of our community that has always been there, you know, just in doing my homework on pageants, like you've heard so many stories of our specifically trans sisters who have had everything taken from them because it comes up that they were escorting, that something happened like that. And that's like, you know, I don't want to say their only source of income, but historically, uh, you know, the trans community has to resort to that to survive. Well, and there has to be a first person to have this conversation, to open up the conversation. But for me, a drag pageant would celebrate all aspects of who we are with the LGBTQ community. And part of our community is our sexuality. That's what Mm -hmm. sets us apart from the straight people is who we have sex with, you know, who we love. Um, And so that embracement of sexuality should be at the forefront, especially now when who we have sex with is being it could put us in jail, could restrict our access to, uh, you know, medical benefits, all of that stuff. Yeah, but it's kind of like the snake eating its own tail, because Mm, the more we embrace this and all this stuff, the more it gives them ammunition to to say we don't want our kids involved in that. And so it's like, what is the venue? Where is the avenue? What is the platform um, to have these conversations? And how can we have both of these worlds coexist? It's such a fine line. It's like, are we more concerned about building bridges with people that are making laws against us? Or Mm. should we become louder and more aggressive with our army? Mm -hmm. Um, And with that comes the next hot topic. I want to talk about our straight allies. Um, Love you, mom. (laughs) And I'm not talking about her because she definitely is a straight ally who does the work behind Mm -hmm. it. I always used to say everybody's welcome at the gay bars because you can go to the Abbey and you see, you know, the straight girls that are doing their thing. But, you know, you still have your crowd around you. Two months ago, this opinion changed when I was in Palm Springs. And we know that there's like six bars in two blocks. Mm -hmm. Every single bar we tried to get into, we couldn't get into because the line was so long behind straight women having their bachelorette party. And I'm not talking about one club. I'm talking about every club. Every. Finally get into the club. You couldn't even get a drink because all the girls were there. There were girls throwing up right in front of the line. That's a gay bar. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even enjoy myself as a gay man. Couldn't even get a drink. Um, so we ended up going to somebody's house. And like, so the girls, the straight women have taken over. Drag queens, you know, straight women love coming to the drag shows. They love touching you, pinching you, throwing their $1. 
Never a five, <laughs> never two dollars or one dollars. Do we at this point now, these are not the women that are at our protests. These are not the women that are calling their politicians to make change on our behalf. Do are we still very welcoming that straight people can come into our gay spaces, into our drag spaces? I oh go ahead. This is I say okay. Here's my here's my thing. I say yes. You still let straight people in. It's up to the club and their idea because clubs a lot are of, all about money. I, I don't care. Yeah. Clubs the are all about money. The only thing that they care about is the money that comes from it. Now I know from what uh, Chill has done in the past is. Uh, they've put an issue out on their Facebook saying that um, if you are above a certain decibel, you're out. Well, that was me. <laughs> they made that for me. I was like, chill bar. Like, no. So I know that, and I, I know that there's, um, I know them as well as, uh, just kidding. I know that Chill, as far as I know, chill is the one only the... one who has been like cracking down more on like screaming bachelorettes and having security going up and say, hey, if y'all don't get it together. I, I, so the last time I couldn't even get into Chill Bar because the line was down and it was it was literally women and then us gays were at the very end of it. And it was a Friday night. It's like, that's when the gays go party. They need like a fast pass, like at the theme parks, you know? Oh, I was Like so a clear high. fast pass yeah, and then you have to gay. get 10% yeah. off the purchase. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I get confused when there's straight people in Palm Springs, period. I'm like, you know what this is, right? Well, the, the thing yeah. is, the, well, the thing is with Palm Springs, it's a tourist destination, vacation. the gays, and retirement. Yeah. Those mm -hmm. are the $3 right there. So everybody's traveling to Palm Springs, so you get a hefty wind of both gays and straights that come in. I'm going to spill a little tea on Palm Springs. <laughs> Speak on it. <laughs> Palm Springs also has a very big Trump faction that will still go through the streets yep. with their flags. Yep. Well, again, that's and a huge chunk of that is the retirement people. 100%. Also, Palm Springs, up until this last year, had on its law books that people of a certain race could not own property in downtown. Who changed that was Christy Holstedge, the first out bisexual mayor who's married, has a husband, uh, has kids. She's so and sweet, she, too. And she, talk about an ally, but she changed those laws. Who knew that these laws were on the books in Palm Springs? Oh, thanks, Sonny Bono. <laughs> you figured that out. I, I love Sonny Bono. <laughs> but I think this Pride season, we're all about, you know, be yourself and celebrate Pride. I think this Pride season should be a call to all of us, not just for our own activism. You can post whatever you want on social media. It really doesn't do anything. Um, but a call to call our allies, that neighbor that says hi, that friend that comes to your drag shows, um, that family member that says, oh, I support you. Or the girl who wants to go shopping with you. You say, have you called your congressperson? Have you uh, had this conversation? I think now and I used to be so unpolitical. It was not even funny. I used to get scared because I was Same. like, I number one, I never felt educated enough because smart people are talking politics. Those smart people are going to make laws for us. So we need to start talking. Um and now it's the time we we can't just uh, we can't just rest, but we need to call everybody around us and be like, now it's like a pyramid scheme. You're afraid to make that call. <laughs> I was in one once, and I was like, you have to make that call, and you got to make that sale because that's gonna mm. help us. And even in my bitches brunch show, at the very end, I talk about that and I bring it up. When I say we want to leave you with three thoughts and three thoughts only. My second one is drag has never been a crime, nor will it ever be a crime. And we are happy that you come out and have so much fun with us. But now it is up to you guys because we are advocating for ourselves and the rest of our community. Now it's up to you guys. And the bitchiest brunch, if you ever go, it is such a mix. Um, but it's a lot of tourists because it's on the billboards, it's on the cars. And so you'll 
you see a lot of straight people that have never been to a drag show and you oh, still bring yeah. the show. You don't oh, apologize yeah. to that. You're like, oh, you want yeah. a show? Absolutely Here's not. the show. No apologies at all whatsoever. <laughs> uh, okay, I want to shed some positivity on an ally. Um, Tony, we, we have a little video. This came out this last week. Oh, do you need my headphones? Okay. No, it's, it's fine. Uh, this has gone viral with all of the and I keep my Oh, Mr. Kevin Bacon with Kira Sedgwick. There we go. Aww. Who's on their shirt? I mean, I don't know who to look at first. They're both so sexy. I know I'm a All right, so this this went viral, but it's not... I said, you know, social media does have power, but posting on social media is not going to change a law. But here's, here's the positive with Kevin and his wife. Um, against the war on drag. Uh, actors married couple Kevin Bacon and Kira Sedgwick dancing for social media wearing shirts that say drag is an art and drag is a right and uh, their uh, their post was drag bands are bad karma right now drag performers on the LGBTQIA plus community need your help shop the six degrees of KB campaign which I'm going to share what that is supporting the ACLU drag defense fund or make a gift Kevin Bacon and his wife has have been big supporters of the LGBTQ youth, and his Six Degrees of KB is his own personally funded charity that's taking in donations supporting youth and paramount uh, youth empowerment, sustainability, equality, and justice, advocating for emerging emerging issues within our community. So go to sixdegrees.org online. Um, it's on Twitter, Instagram. Check it out and support. But this is like an ally that's putting his money where his mouth is because he was one of the executive producers for the first ever LGBTQ-centric horror films with Bloomhouse, which was uh, They Them. And oh, so he's like, okay, yes. I made this film. It did well. So I'm supporting. I'm supporting. People don't know this about Kevin Bacon. We knew he was cool, but he's been doing this for a few years now. And this is an ally that has a call to action that has a, a, a plan. Yeah, he's stepping up to the plate. So, like, where's Beyonce, who's been, um, she's headlined, Mariah Carey's headline for uh, West Hollywood Pride this year. Where's their money? Where's their post? Where's their social media dance? Hot topic. Mm. Where's our, where's, uh, where's some Beyonce's of the guest- music videos? <laughs> where's where are some of the telephone part two? Right. Where, oh, that where right there. Where are some of the guest judges from Drag Race? Mm, that Period. part. Megan Trainer. <laughs> Megan Trainer. Where are you? <laughs> Megan? She's in a studio a lot like this saying horrible things about teachers. Oh, <laughs> okay, so that, oh, that's actually, that. That, that's a pop culture hot topic we're going to get to, but my thing is like, we continue to buy and now tickets for Pride are astronomical. Oh, right. Pride know. should be yeah. free. Remember like Walt Disney, his idea for Disney was that it should be free for families and everybody. Pride, who needs Pride the most is our younger generation who can't afford Amen. shit right now. Mm. And so we're going to charge $85 to get into Pride. <gasps> then we're going to charge... Twenty-two dollars to get a glass, yes. a plastic cup no, of this, yes. just to have a drink. Mm -hmm. But you know why? Because Mariah Carey's there. Yes. Beyonce's performing. Where is their activism? Maybe mm -hmm. I can have a panic attack at home for free by myself. But why aren't we saying this? Because we can't be against Beyonce. No. Well, everybody has. They have the right to to or not to, but. If you have the platform and you can do something to choose not to, I think says more almost than when you, you make do. so much money from the community. That part and our culture. So the same thing, and I know I don't want any of you queens to comment on this because I don't want you to get in trouble. RuPaul was called out for this as well because this attack on drag was happening, 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 and it was silence, crickets. Um, there was so much uh, media frenzy about the silence that finally RuPaul mm -hmm. came out and was like, "Okay, this is happening." So. 
I can say that, but you, I don't want you to comment on that. We can say it. Why well, well, are we not allowed to say it? Well, no, because I don't, I don't want to like, you know, audition or whatever. You know, I Girl, <laughs> I always, I like to think that celebrities like let a fad sort of like run its course before they hop on it, right? Because they don't want to like jump at the bit of everything and be too involved in anything. So I feel like they're probably just waiting around to see like, okay, are people going to get out in March or yeah. can I just play it cool? You know? That's awful. I mean. <laughs> well, see, one of my things is, uh, this had come up the other day about where is Dolly Parton? Mm. And I said the and I said, as much as I would love her, I mean, she talks about She's like, oh, if I would have if I would have been community. anybody else, I would have been a drag queen. Which I think is the only statement that she will make. I think the reason why she won't is because she has so many fans on either side to knock it in the middle of it. And but I think right now we th- that's something that we really need someone like her to do. But I can also see why they're not going to. I'm going to totally disagree with you because she has supported uh, some of the like a Netflix movie came out and she's been very, very supportive, given so much money. Um, so I'm going to disagree with you on 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 that. Throw the drink. Let her have it. I would never <laughs> waste vodka. As you much as I here. love Anita Rose, I would never waste vodka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Um. But you're saying it's not, not like her. Main I just see. Why well, I, I see her not saying anything because she has such a large demographic on so many different sides. Mm-hmm. I see her just staying out of it, and I know that she said that she prefers to stay out of many things. Yes. To not get involved, and so there's part of it that I see, but I'm also like, girl, this is the time that we all need you, and you know that this is wrong. Mm-hmm. So I'm on. I'm. Like teeter tottering, like I know. I know. I know. It's one thing. This, it's like. So, how do we put this in action? Um, so, on Hey Girl podcast, you talk Work. about pop culture a lot. So, this kind of goes with Megan Trainer. I don't even know what this hot topic is. So, I'm fascinated because Megan Trainer came out with "Call Me Mother," and I thought, "Oh, got another shitty, shitty tune." Guess what's in my head every goddamn day? What I she got when I listen gal. on repeat. She did it. It's like when Slim Shady came out. I'm like, oh god. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, she's fierce. Okay, so uh, on behalf of Hey Girl Podcast, what is this Megan Trainer uh, teacher thing? So uh, the controversy is she was on her podcast, this most recent episode. Her guest was Trisha Paytas, who, like, hello, chaos. Uh, Yeah. Like, but she knows it. It's calculated chaos. It's it's Trisha Paytas. Like, she is the queen. And so she said something to the effect of she was talking about an experience, like a really bad experience in school with a teacher involving uh, her husband or her brother or someone. And she said, honestly, fuck teachers because teachers were mean to them. And, a, and I, and I, I don't think she, obviously she didn't mean it in like a, you know, yeah, a way, but she did, you know, come out and say, Hey, sorry, this isn't what I meant. I listened to it and I immediately knew, okay, that's not what she meant by fuck teachers. But I did kind of go, Ooh, not, not fuck teachers. Not that. Like when people say fuck the police, we've all had our bad experience with police. We've all had a good experience with police. Same thing with teachers. I've had some of the nastiest teachers. Yeah. I also had a teacher that pretty much made who I am. Seventh grade teacher, Mrs. Rossini. I'll remember her till the day I die. Yeah. But because she's making trainer, we have to pick it, pick, pick. Yeah. It's it's kind of like, okay, she said it. She said her little thing. There's more important things to be worried about than canceling Megan Trainer on TikTok. She's going to be fine. We're all going to be fine. We love teachers. We're just fine. all so angry to pounce. Yes. Oh, yeah. We absolutely. want a cause. And let's maybe make the cause these horrible laws or like maybe gun control, which is what these laws are a distraction from to begin with. I still have no clue why this continues to be an issue. The, the solution is very easy. This radio. 
Money, 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 money. You, money, that, money, money, are, money, money. We are selling guns to people who turn around and kill us with them. Yeah. It's wild. Hmm. But, you know, how about them Dodgers? <laughs> Does Megan Trainor own a gun? <gasps> wow. Oh, Is no. Megan Trainor with the NRA? No. No. Yes? No. She's Did somebody cool. say yes? Stop. Cancel Megan Trainor is the fierce ally. If she ever wants to be a guest on Hey Girl, we'd love to have her. <laughs> yes. She, she just shot me down with her. Yep, I'll Coming be your daughter, mother. bitch. I'll I, call like, you mother all damn day. Like, I would have gone on like a protest against uh, Call Me Mother because I'm like, stupidest song ever. I love that song. Okay, let's lighten things up a little bit. Um, Do you hook up in drag? Oh, I certainly have. What? what? Yeah. And it's a scenario here where it's like, right now, boy from the waist down. If you guys can see the waist down, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, let me just Could you stand up give for you us? a peek into this. Oh, yes! Look at those chill. abs, by the way. But all that some men need is just like right here, you know, just like the, oh. Now, when you hook up at drag, is it with straight men? Because I know in my, you saw my ugly picture in drag. The straight men came out out of the woodwork, like if I was walking down to a gig or whatever. <gasps> what? Oh, that's, we that's like, didn't that. that looks, <laughs> you know what, that looks better than my year one no, photo. No, I tell you what. Absolutely not, absolutely not. I would call Ionex on myself. <laughs> it's like Tracy Turnblad's cousin who didn't make the cheerleading team. <laughs> just fucking say Tracy Turnblad. <laughs> Everybody in this wow. room is it's like she needs some hairspray. We're body shaming the divas today. <laughs> no, it's more based on character. <laughs> When I people say, you remind me of a celebrity, I'm like, which one? They're like, Danny DeVito. Oh, no. <laughs> that is my favorite. Do you know how many times I get that? That is my favorite. Do you know how many times I... I get that? I'm like, not Danny Number DeVito. one, he hasn't even been famous in like 20 years. That is one of my favorites. No, I famous. love Danny DeVito. Oh, yeah. Only because my dad also looks like Danny DeVito, but like sunburnt. Oh, so. so you have a compliment. Oh, the compliment <laughs> increases. Now I look like I'm... your dad. <laughs> What's up, Daddy? Hey. Anyway. Okay. Sex and drag. We're going to edit that whole Sex part. and drag. <laughs> Sex so, and drag, yes. What, what kind of guys? Um... So this was specifically when I um, was living and working in Austin and I hosted a strip-off show, which was like notorious for all the UT college guys to come do. Austin is a hotbed of straight guys that are curious. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I went fishing a, a time or two. And no, 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 they found me, actually. It was always like after the show, they came up and like somehow we ended up like in a dorm room or in my car somewhere. And most, what do you mean somehow? And often I, I was the top yeah. in the scenario, so... A lot of straight guys like to be topped by... The getting's yeah. good. Yeah. You know? But I do know some drag queens have like, I don't want to hook up in drag because it's not me who the person is. Oh, with. I don't care. Stories? Girl, just just spill your tea right now. There's only one person right now. God, leave me alone. Um, I For the... <laughs> I mean, when, like I first, a, yeah. when I first started doing drag, like, you know, you get the special attention of when they're like, hey, what's up? And you're like, oh. But um, for the longest time, I was very much like, oh my God. Uh, in Temecula, I was not a good Christian woman. Um, <laughs> Temecula? Yeah, I, used to, I, used to, well, I, had a, I had a show in Temecula and I was not a Christian after the shows. Um, but for the longest time, I tried to keep it as like, this is strictly professional. This is this is what this is. I'm just a performer, but every once in a while, when somebody who's very attractive comes up to you and gives you a little bit of special attention, not no. So you don't have any like that's not me. That's not my identity. They're sleeping with uh, like an ideal. Like the next morning, well, they're not you there, roll they're over. Not... You're like, hey, honey. <laughs> like, well, they're not there for like. They're just there to get the rocks off. But like when they when they come up to you and they're just like, oh, you're so cute, blah, blah, blah. 
you know, I just got out of a relationship, so I'm kind of like, what's good? So the hot topic <laughs> that I guess I have is some of the drag queens say that they just feel used and they feel fetishized. Oh, it is. No, it's completely that too. And you're okay with? Okay. <laughs> I if they're judge. buying me, if they're buying me cocktails, I mean, at this point, I'm gonna cocktails and tacos. I'm your man or so, woman. So you don't. Man. <laughs> I'm not just oh, a woman. You, I'm your old man. He's like, I love Taco Bell. <laughs> oh Sponsored no. by Taco Bell. Honey. It just, yeah. it's one of those. It, for me, it's one of those things that like I kind of give into it because after coming out of such a very long relationship, when that person's like, we're coming back hey. to this conversation, by the way. Oh no, yeah, cheers. Because I got a question. No oh, fuck. Jordan, hook up uh, in drag? Yes, no. Bitch, I wish somebody would fetishize me. Someone, please. No. <laughs> Friends of mine who are queens will be like, yeah, I did this. And I'm like, where? Nobody's ever approaching me. I, I mean, I wouldn't because it's uncomfortable. And I want to feel my, like, you know, I want to take my wig off. I want to, like, release my low-hanging fruit. I'm not trying to be all padded and tucked and cor- No. They don't need the pads, though. They, you can untuck they it. They, they want you it. to. You yep. Give it a rinse. Your mind. You know? Okay, Spritz so, it up a little no. bit. So top, That's why I have a good day. Yeah, first top. I'm, I'm here to do what needs to be done. I'm just happy yeah. to be here. The true Honestly, superhero. I'm People grateful person. to be chosen. I'll do whatever you need. Um, okay, so we're going to get back. <laughs> Anita, you did date a drag queen. What was that like? What, what? did you learn the most? <sighs> Would you date a drag queen again? Not well, doing it again. Not doing it again. Okay. I why, refused why, why? to date another drag queen again. Now, I had a great time with my And ex. you guys were well-branded, by the way. Everybody knew when yeah. this couple walked in. You knew you were going to get like the funniest time. Yeah. They were so cute in love. Um, and love. Uh, that was the appearance. Oh yeah. I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. Um, the, it was the things that I learned is um, because I had the experience of finding where to find the good stones and the good feathers and a good fabric. Um, that person automatically thought, oh, well, uh, look at all of what I found. And I was like, well, that's not, sorry, dear. I'm the one who took years of finding these things with my friends. And then so that had quickly, be, and then because I had a ton of shows, before lockdown, I was doing shows left and right. Coming out of it, I said, I'm only doing one. Some we didn't even ask for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I read Just her. kidding. So, but, and so I was giving them bookings left, right, and center. So it contributed to the ego and I will not date another drag queen again because at by the time we got to the very end of it, they turned it into a comparison thing. And they're talking about like what they think of my talent. I said, darling, you're about five beats off on your lip sync <laughs> and about 12 off on your choreo. So I don't think that that's, you know, something that, so, and here's the thing is like, and I love them anyway. You are a but, very loving person. Yeah. Like you gave a lot, oh, a lot of love. I give a, for those who, re- I know I'm a big old cunt hole, but no, I, no. you're actually not. For different. those who, for those who really know me, know that I'm one of the biggest teddy bears, the biggest hearts to give. Yeah. So, and he, she'll bend over backwards for you. I've heard that about you, the bending over. <laughs> That's only on Tuesdays. <laughs> behind the dumpster. Oh, it is a Tuesday. <laughs> hey. No, home. but um, it, it, I, don't want to date anybody. It. I mean, there's drag queens like out of drag that I find attractive, but I don't want to dive into that again because I don't want there to be a comparison level mm. because that is what I found very discouraging, especially if there's a delusional ego behind that. And it was, there's just, it was just way too much. And then me taking care of my stuff 
versus, and I know if he finds out that I said this, he's going to be mad, but he didn't take care of his stuff, nor did he take care of my stuff. So Ooh. it was just way too much that I won't do Plus, again. Plus, this goes with any couple that's in entertainment. You're creating together. Creating yeah. your art takes time, energy, money. Mm. So to have to live with somebody and then create art and then make an appearance together must be a lot. But there's also the other side. It's comforting to know that somebody else knows what this all entails. Gets it. That, yeah. Yeah. Gemini, would would you date a drag queen? No, I'm so in love with the idea of drag husbands. Like, I'm like, baby, carry that bag. Amen. Like, Amen. Hey, can you need yeah. it for me? Especially if they're what, older and they got some money. Honey. And that's what and that's what me and the other person did for each other was when when you one working, wasn't in it. You were here. I'm gonna uh, help dress you, and yeah. And there's that they know how to steam the gowns and all mm-hmm. all that goodness. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that doesn't change like the relationship dynamic because if somebody was so subservient to me, then that's all I see them. It's not sexy in the bedroom. Oh no, no, I can like totally flip it. Yeah. Flip the <laughs> also, I have that seen that about yeah. you. <laughs> how do we Very go? versatile. Okay, flip it and reverse it. It's your whipping it now. Okay, Jordan, okay. what do well, you think? I'm I'm lucky to be in a, a fierce uh, drag husband relationship. We've been together for over eight years, and we were together before I was doing drag. How do I not know this? He's always he's the guy, the one who's he's Jose. Hi Jose. He's not even he doesn't give a shit. He's not watching this. Hola. But he yeah he's a that's a hate crime. Honestly, <laughs> ally. Honestly, get the ACLU on the phone. Yeah, we're reporting him. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> I don't know who Kevin is, but Kevin. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Uh. <laughs> Kevin Marie Bacon. My no, my boyfriend Joey is um he's a fierce designer. He has a background in fashion. I have a background in theater and comedy. So we have just sort of put our, our brains together and he makes looks for me, he makes looks for other girls, and even just like actors, people who just need custom outfits. He's starting his own business soon. Great. I have my thing going on. We actively support one another and it just it works. It meshes well. It's great, and we always go out together. Everything I get, I tell him when I get a gig, it's us getting the gig. You know, I bring him with me everywhere. And every time somebody compliments me, I say, oh, this is him. That's him. Jordan, I I want to talk about an aspect of your life. Um, Over the last couple of years, we've talked about sobriety in the LGBTQ community, which has had its own stigma. Not that you're like a staunch, like I'm sober and I've had this, whatever. (laughs) It's like a vegan. Right, right. (laughs) But you you just like don't drink. It's not part of... No. Yeah. And this conversation is happening more and more. Prides are not directed towards people that are living a sober life. Mm. Um, but that's changing. And I'm glad like people like you. So I want to know what it's like having to balance nightlife like Anita and I, professional alcoholic, unprofessional alcoholic. Mm. That's part of the drag culture is the nightlife. It's the drinks. It's the fun. Yeah. It's the hanging out after. It's the networking. It's getting sloppy drunk with your sister because tomorrow you're going to text each other all about it. How do you balance that kind of responsible life and you are one of the most responsible people I know by the way that is so sad (laughs) that's horrific but you still bring it to the party though she brings the party well it helps that I I never had a problem with alcohol Mm. so I tend to hesitate to say sober because it would implies that I have gone through the steps I don't know Mm. the first thing about what it what a person goes through I can't empathize with that because I'm sure it's crazy yeah let's go through steps (laughs) one through twelve But it's it's that same sort of thing where I never really had a taste for it. I have like family stuff that just kind of made me not want to do it. Um, so now I'm like I'm at work. This is my job. I don't I don't need to be doing that. But have you have you ever felt the pressure like oh well she can't play with us she's not like part of the, I get that a lot yeah. I get but I always let them know like um, I mean 
I'm still a bad bitch. I still turn the party. I'll you still are. sell shots at the bar. And I will roast you. You know? And the and the reality is our job is to get people to buy drinks. Mm. So I have my like set of set yeah. of, you know, amount of jokes where I'm like, look, I don't drink. But, you know, the more you drink, the the prettier Anita's going to look. I think I'm doing all right. You know, there's like jokes that you make and you get people to buy drinks and then it's fine. And they don't even, you know, I just lead with that. I don't want to pretend when they do the group shots. I'm like, just bring me a shot of ranch dressing. I'll do that. I love that. And that's, it's fine. That's a good turn. You, you find ways to like still. I can be fun. I'm fun. I'm fierce 100%. and fun. But this conversation is happening more and more. And I'm glad we're openly talking about it, like sex workers and pageantry. This is part of our culture. There are sober people in our environment, yeah. and we should respect them because they're our family. I just won't hang out with you on Sundays, but that's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, <laughs> Queens, I want you to tell me your biggest pet peeves backstage, oh, and if you want to tell me a story about girl. this, I'm all in. I have multiple, so y'all go first. I have many pet peeves. Mm. Girl. Mm. Mm-hmm. And Gemini die. It's not like you're at all the brunches and all that. That's not like uh, not currently, but she's gigged before and she'll gig again. You know, I'm no stranger well, to we a dressing talking, room. She needs to come to Pitchy's brunch. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, she just nodded at me. Like no, that. I'm not in charge of that, but I'll send you the message no. of the person who is. Um, I I never wear hips. This is it. <laughs> I'm a waist up drag queen. No, I'm kidding. Um, That's one of my biggest pet peeves, um, I guess, is people who sort of like. I'm all about organization in my little space and if we can all just stay in our little zone, but some people will just like spill Ugh. all over and stuff. Ugh. It's the moving in. That's like theater though. We've all been yep. backstage at like a musical uh -huh. and like everybody's makeup uh -huh. is there, you're like somebody's foot is in your face. Yeah, yeah. Or like the last uh, prelim I just did a couple weeks ago, like where the hell did my uh, wig glue go? Where did it go? I had to get a new one. Oh, when they start, when they go over to your station and they start borrowing stuff, oh, uh, but they never bring it back. She need a bobby pin. She need a wig glue. She need a duct tape. Exactly. Yes. What are some of the realities of being a pageant queen that we would never even know about? I mean, just getting ready for US Today next month, it's just so much preparation. You have to think about every second, not only of like your talent and your evening gown and how you look and present yourself and how you think about yourself, but then like when you're not on stage and people are still watching you and you have to just be like mm -hmm. pleasant and engaged and involved. And so it's sort of like um, a bit of a mind fuck, really. You have to like psych yourself out and tell yourself that you are the grand dame diva, you know? Now, I know winning a pageant crown in the drag world is huge because it does take so much work. Mm. But there's also the other thought that in pageant world, like the Miss America, it's like, why are we judging people on a pageant level when it's when it's very superficial? Mm -hmm, What's mm -hmm. your take on that? My take is um, I think our culture is obsessed with like hyper masculine, hyper feminine. And so pageants are an opportunity to just show this like elevated, like horned up level of being a woman that you can't deny. You can't go in there and be like, this sucks. It's like, no, these are beautiful women in these sparkly gowns. And so like, I think that's sort of gonna uh, last forever. And if you don't like that kind of drag, there are other pageants that sort of like highlight different aspects of um, the art form, I think. I think the idea of weight has changed and I give that credit to Drag Race, I hate to say. Drag Race, I'm going to say it, it's not one of my favorite shows, but I think it's really put uh, body positivity at the forefront in the drag world um, in terms of our gay community. Has it? That's a question. 
no. I, 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 well, has it? How, let, well, I, I think it. Drag Race with all people, whether it be like a certain ethnicity or like any of these things, you know, that we're sort of looked down for. Like Drag Race has gone through the gambit of like letting this this a group of people be fully ridiculed, <laughs> and then sort of like, well, like every now and then come back and be like, but aren't they special? You know, mm. um, and that's just sort of like the cost of reality TV is to really get that kind of exposure you have to but like make the US of, of a, US of a drag pageant if uh, a plus size person won it, nobody would be shocked well here's the thing US of A at large if you're old yeah, US of A yeah. there's a whole classic. section and so they have at sections large, no. is yeah, yeah, yeah. your like, no, and then your classic yeah. is no that's not right but like, here's the question does yeah. it present does it present pageants. opportunities for people does it present opportunities for people who wouldn't be qualified for the standard one oh my did you not know specifically no I did not know that so here's the thing so talking about the porn world there used to be an award for best black actor best Latino actor they're called so, Blackters. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, was, no, I think like, I'm going to start drinking starting right now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Can't wait to hear his next <laughs> podcast. Be like, <laughs> no, but even like if you go to Pornhub, there's a category, BBC, Big Black Hawk. Like that's mm-hmm. just a category. And it's like, it's put here. So the awards used to have black actor. And it's like, oh, well, they need their own niche so that they can win and get notoriety. But then that has been stripped away because... It should be part of our community. I, I'm mm. shocked to hear this. And it's okay to everybody? It's been that way for a long it's been, time. It's but been it's that okay way for everybody? years. I just yeah. want to know how they... Is it they okay just, for everybody? So It is. Apparently, not, so, I, mean, I want to know how they decide who's plus and who's... Okay, do they just so look at you and go... Yeah, so, uh, okay, so... Tracy Turnblatt so, needs to get involved. There's actually... So, um, I... I cannot believe this. Yeah, no. So, there's <laughs> actually... Um, I don't know if you get weighed there like cattle or whatnot, but there, you, yeah, there you, is a weight, right? No, but no, you do write down like how much you weigh and that goes... Oh, well, that's not 225 honest. is considered DMV plus. still thinks I'm high school weight. Oh my God. But <laughs> 225 is considered plus. But it has nothing to do with like your height. You could be... No, you can be yeah. however tall or... But, but your, it's your weight category. Like heavy you weight, think Austin Wolf is not 225 pounds? Can you imagine him? She'd be like continental plus. <laughs> That'd be fair. I really don't like this. Mm. Okay, but let's Kevin ask ourselves Bacon, this. Kevin are you still listening? We're going to do something about this. What led us to that point? Like, what was happening in the pageant world that they're like, you know, we have to open up these other categories. It's the same thing with, like, to bring uh, everybody else in. It starts yeah. with the grooming of kids when they're the little girls. Not the grooming weird... of kids. No, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, like, <laughs> why are we borrowing from that culture? Aren't we better? Aren't our pageants better? We're borrowing from when they put little girls in the fake teeth and the tans and all that, and they end up getting murdered. I, oh, oh well, besides well, that, I oh, love those shows. That was I once. love that was once. That was one time. Jean Benet and her brother did it. We <laughs> know God. that. We're, 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 or the dad. It was her brother. That's always the dad. Um, but I'm going to research it because I really, but I'm, no, that's, I don't and that's, been, that's been that way for a while. And then also, then there's classic, which is your age range, mm-hmm. too, yes. which is starts at it's like 35. Huh. 40? 40. Oh, oh you're like close. What is considered Baby, let me wait a couple Welcome years. to Hollywood, by the way, if you're over 35. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, here's what I loved about, uh, again, Drag Race is not one of my favorite shows. This last season I thought was really good. What I love that Sasha Colby won, but leading up to it, we didn't focus on her trans identity. It wasn't like her sad story. It was her celebration. Also her age. We never once... Um, had this focus on age, which we had in previous episodes or previous seasons, you know? And so shouldn't that be changing our pageant world? 
I think that's because they had to cut really the episodes upset. down to 45 minutes and they took out all the hateful shit. Next yeah. hot topic. <laughs> I think so. This is the next hot topic. Are drag race fans ever happy? We went. <laughs> you are so funny. Oh, you are such a comedian. Do you remember when drag race was an hour and everybody shit their pants like, oh God, I want more. Then, and I knew this was coming. We even said it on the show, I said, watch, we're going to go to an hour and a half and people are going to be like, it's the most boring season ever. It happened. Because mm-hmm. then we got an hour and a half and then we started seeing the editors and the producers. And again, nobody needs to say anything about this fashion this drama and then we saw the queens in a different way when we went to an hour and a half do we need an hour and a half drag race yes why because if we're talking about the bigger picture and these laws and these horrible ideas and places that don't otherwise get exposed to drag we're putting drag in a in a mainstream situation and in my mind the more people that are exposed to drag in a funny light-hearted celebratory way even if it's a little shady a little because that's who that's who we are in the dressing room that's who we are i think that that can't hurt us we need it now more than ever so when people complain about too much drag on tv i'm like no but the gays themselves the same ones that are saying we need more drag are saying it's so boring oh well yeah self self-hating homosexuals will never go away they're always going to be insecure about something and they're going to channel that into something else. And sometimes it means we have to take the brunt of it. But since the dawn of the gay rights movement, it was the drag queens and the trans women who basically invented drag that, as we know it today who were at the forefront. So it's like, I know you saw one episode of Drag Race and you think you know it all, sweetie, and you do the Macarena and double time and call it voguing. But the <laughs> now reality she's coming is... Out. Did you guys see she had to warm up? Now she's it's like it. It's like, come on, it's... Think about what you're saying when you complain about stuff like that. But think about what we're also, we were complaining about the real friends of WeHo. Oh, well, yeah, that that was rotted. But, but wait a minute. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a drag show, and it was still a gay show. So for three hours on MTV, when I grew up with MTV, and I won't even tell you what year that was, <laughs> there was no way I ever would think that we would talk about a gay person on MTV. And then on a Friday night, prime time, we have three hours of gay programming, and we were bitching about a show. Whether it was good or not, we know how many bad gay shows are on TV. But we attacked it. But we still had three hours on TV. Mm. Yeah, did but you, did you see all the... Did, did you, you watch see the, it? Did you see the Twitter, lo- though? The scat on that the Twitter? That was, was so good. You did watch it? Okay, I didn't see <laughs> it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I loved it. I just it. had to say I, that to me. You know? I tried. I loved it. It was so... You didn't even watch... Oh, well... I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen and everybody else, Mm. Anita Rose was in that show. Mm. Can you talk about your experience with that show? Were you on an episode? I was on an episode. I wish I would have seen you. I didn't care enough She was the arm. She was the armadillo. Well, if you blinked, you missed it. Oh, no. Talk about the filming. It was fun. Um, So... How we were talking about Outbound. You're being so PC right now. I didn't know. So the... the people who run Outbound, they said, hey, look, Todrick's going to be there. since He's a headliner, and they were doing a whole episode of Palm oh, Springs yeah, Pride. Yeah. So um, I came out, did a performance to Todrick's It's Raining Men. And then, okay. or, no, yeah, that's what it is. And then Raining Fellas. Then um, came, like, changed my outfit, came back out. And it was fun, and I got. I'm so happy that I got to see myself in the promo of the trailer of what was happening that season, because I spent a lot of money on that. Did you get the appearance fee? 
<laughs> and it was fun. It was, <laughs> no, they funny. did not. It was a lot of fun, and they were. But I, from what I will say, because I know a lot of people don't like him, Tajik was actually very sweet. I know a lot of people don't like him, but my interaction with him, he was very sweet, and all of the staffing was very nice as well. So that's why I did like the show, and I liked being there. I believe you. <laughs> that's cute. Let's talk about music videos. Fierce. Mm. Gemini Die. Yeah. As Gemini, we've seen you pop up. Um, as Dakota Payne, we've seen you pop up. And one of the hot topics <laughs> that you would like to discuss, which I'm all about, is... Uh, Music, music. Should we stay in our own lane or are we allowed to do other projects because our own community won't support you when you step out of your label? Mm. 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 You know, I Ooh. love when a drag queen or a porn star makes a music video. Uh, you know, I love when anybody makes a music video. And these days, I think you need a music video as like a calling card, right? Yeah. Mm, I'll well, disagree on that. But, sets you but apart from everybody finish. too. Yeah. Um, what was the question? Should we be doing it? Probably not. But will we? Yeah. Mm. Well, no, th this is your hot topic. It's like stick to your gay job. Stick oh, yeah. <laughs> gay job. Right. Stick to your gay <laughs> job. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think everybody should do it, bad or not, personally. But you don't think your content is bad, and you're an artist. Like, you have this other talent. But I can fully acknowledge, like, I started somewhere and I'm getting better, you know? And so some people start other places. And either stay there, go down, or go up. So, you know, it's like, what is the quality of what you're putting out? For sure. I think that matters most. Yeah. Let, let me turn this yeah. into a hot topic then. We know our community is putting out so much content from everybody has a podcast, not in a studio huh? that's filmed. Drag me. Or not. <laughs> you better let me have it on this program, bitch. What's your name on the screen? No, <laughs> you better let me Everybody know. has a podcast. <laughs> or like everybody has their single or whatever. So like, how do we keep our voice out? But mm. there are certain content that we should support, but we should also be challenging our community. It's like, you know what? That's not good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about, because I love your content. We had a whole celebration party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, why'd you look at me when you said that's not yeah. good enough? No, 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 no. <laughs> but I'm saying it's like, but we're told if we didn't like bros, we're going to be canceled. If we didn't like the new queers folk, we're going to be canceled. Oh, I'm like, completely out of that loop then, because I heard none of that. I loved bros. Oh, I was... I wanted to go watch I'm it. I'm the lone person I, who get loved out! it. <laughs> Streaming now on Peacock. The first hour of Bros was so great until it became preachy and until oh, it no. was not funny. It had the cheese. I knew it was going to have it. I, I was love prepared. It was fine. Cheese. I liked it. I'm not going to say anything about that. You like the cheese? No. Anyway. I've read the graffiti in the men's room. I know about the cheese. <laughs> I know how to do graffiti. I do calligraphy. I'm calligraphy. Like, oh. <laughs> Did Shakespeare do this? Yes. <laughs> With a quill. <laughs> oh, God. But we should be able to be honest about content from our own community, and we should be challenging each other. Yes? Or not? In a supportive way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, uh, constructive criticism is or, always good. Or, as I always say, if you have nothing nice to say, keep that shit to yourself. Or, or come sit next to me and whisper it into my ear yes. if it's about someone else. I knew yes, I liked yes. you. How about that? How about that? <laughs> I want to talk with your involvement with queens that are part of the Drag Race family. You've interviewed a number of the queens. You are part of the O'Hara family. You've designed and been in many videos. What have you learned from them once they've done the show? What has changed with them that you can learn from? In a good way? No. doesn't have to be a good way. <laughs> oh. Just be like, this changed or, you know. Because we know once a queen goes through Drag Race... 
There's a mm. well, they're never gonna speak to you again unless you're on the show. Okay, s- which s- does happen. S- I mean, most of the time, like the girls are fine and friendly, but there are some who go, and I'm like, oh, okay, and just drop you completely. Like, oh, okay, and walk past me at the party, and I'm, I'll say hi, and they just go. I'm like, okay, but then the minute you know one of the divas gets the call, it's sister. Or my favorite is the local girls who when which has happened, who when one of us goes off to summer camp. They're talking all this shit. She didn't deserve it. I don't. Tr- I don't like her. She hasn't been around as long as me. Then when she, the day she comes back, posts a selfie. It's my sister, my my good sister. This really? Like, this is what we need to know about this industry. It's horrendous, and it's so stupid. And I've I've always been the person where like if I'm a bitch, I'm a bitch. Any time of day, any place, the things I say on my podcast or the things I say in real life. And I have to say, like you're one fine. of the, uh, you're the nicest. That's that's the gag to me is when when you say stuff like that because I'm like that's definitely not what I'm going for but I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> it's a thing though. I need a, your, your relationship. She knows. I know you know, bitch. <laughs> I, I, I do. Uh, what was your question again? Like dealing with somebody that has been on Drag Race. What's the shift? What should we learn from that? Um. Well, I try to treat the people who go on to the people I know before Drag Race, I try to treat them like the same person, but not their drag persona, but them, them, because that's why, like, I have uh, really strong connections with specific people. Um, oh, I don't know. Um, the the learning. Th- um, I don't I can't talk about this. Just to sign the NDA. You don't have to um, give names or anything, but like, what is one thing that you're like, like, if I was on that show, I would not do this. Why well, my thing is with the queens that I talked to from the show, I try not to talk about what happened on the show or ask them for advice on the show because it's been asked to them by a million other queens. Right. I just try to stick to, oh hey, it's good to see you, and I just leave it alone. I have talked to You're a being couple so people. PC. No, oh, but no, no, I'm serious. But I, I, the things that I talked about when it comes up is like, oh, this happened behind the scenes, and then I just kind of go. Okay. Yeah. But my question is more, I guess, what you've learned with somebody that shifted that you would learn from. It's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person or I do want to do that. On the show or after? After the show. Not be a dick. There's no fucking reason for you to be a fucking asshole just because you got on the show. Because a lot of things, what happens is you get on the show, you think you're going to be hot shit. And me and uh, one of the queens from Drag Race, we call it the calling, where it's like the Jurassic Park toenail tap where it's waiting for you to realize that you are not the shit of what you thought you were going to be on the show. And let's be honest, everybody is the shit for that season. So like you oh, have yeah. a month, well, you have th- two months, that you are the shit. But then- I don't even think they are that f- hard of the shit. Sometimes I see somebody from two seasons ago, I'm like, I don't remember them at all. I think it's more of what you do after. And I yes. looking at some of the people who have gone on and said, oh, I'm the most sickening thing ever. And then you realize that you're not you kind of see them for a good couple months go, oh, well, shit. Yeah. Because you get it now that you are not, and there's a million people, and the fans are looking at specific things. Um, so from learning from that whole thing, don't be a dick. Don't be stuck up, because I've seen those queens come off the show and go, and I'm like, hey, it's good to see you. And they're like, it's good to see you too. And I'm like, Or they don't even give lip it a sync. Month. They'll get hired to be at a club. Uh, I have another hot topic about this. <laughs> they'll go to a club and they'll, they won't even lip sync. They'll be like, take a picture with me, whatever. 
And Gemini, oh, yeah. you have designed for many mm-hmm. Drag Race mm-hmm. contestants. Like you've built their outfits that they win awards for. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten to um, you know work on some music videos and do stuff that was like um, Kylie Sunni glove wore a dress I made uh, for her Snatch Game, and she did she win that episode? I think in my mind she won that episode. Um, but the question, like the things to take away from somebody after they've been on TV is, um, I love seeing a queen who is given that opportunity and you see their work ethic, like turn up to a hundred and they show up to these music video shoots and they have everything ready and Mm. planned out on the flip side. Some of these girls have this golden opportunity and they're like, "Mm, what should I wear? It's like, how, where are your boobs? Where are your titties at? Why are you so underprepared? No, but that's also a good thing. Once you're on drag race, your work ethic should be this. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's yeah, a really good yeah. point. And so that's where I'm going. Is like some queens come off the show and they think drag race is going to carry me out. It's not going to carry you out. It's about what you develop ticket, your own baby. brand. Yeah. Bianca yeah. Del Rio. After? I mean, talk about somebody that runs her own empire. Did drag race acknowledges it, participates in it, but she's created her own empire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, that goes back to what do you do with it after you've been on the show? Yeah. yeah. That's when the real hard work begins. Yeah. Okay, a little fun. Uh, Gemini, what would your tagline mean if you were to come into the workroom? Oh, you want me to spoil it? Give, give, us, give us the parody version. No, I'm going to give you the real version because it's never going to happen. I walk in and I go, catchphrase. Are you catching this phrase? <laughs> I'm dead. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or something else. Okay. <laughs> An- Anita, what would yours be? I don't, I'm not planning on... Wait, matter. I, I want to know what you're, t- what you're or like your real housewives tagline. Yeah. That's like a similar uh, sort of come back to me. I'll think of something. It has real to be something with your name, like I need a cigarette or like <laughs> I need a something. Go, ah, damn it, I need a better hobby. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. And then you just walk out and don't compete. <laughs> just, that I would, walk back out. That would be like that would be your Vanjie. <laughs> Uh, did anybody else think that Vanjie was having a stroke when she did that? And then we all laughed about it. And I, I thought like, I was having the stroke. <laughs> That would be so funny. And you uh, just left the competition and walked off. You'd be That'd be the first. You'd be history. And I would say this. Real to wonder, you didn't fulfill your contract, so they wouldn't have that PR hold over you. Uh, we have to, uh, <laughs> They'll see you in court. <laughs> I think, um, I don't know. I would probably, maybe I would say something like, fierce, fierce work. I'm from New York. Give me the crown, Rue. Or something, okay. you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. like um, get it all out of the way, just all the tropes, yeah. just like crown it. Yeah. I'm the queen, bitch, yeah. honey, all of it. And then when you call a niche like New York or hey, fat girls, whatever, like the crowd goes. Yeah, you have to say something like like a like a parody of what the verses are when they do the music challenges because they all say the same thing. Yeah. You just say something like that. Say it episode one, and then you just pose, or you just go. <laughs> you could just walk in and say episode. One. Yeah. They would tell you to redo it. <laughs> Jordan, you talked to a lot of drag queens on your podcast. Hey, girl, with Jordan hey, J. Rome. What have you learned most from the drag queens you chat with? Drag queens are always late, even if they're not in drag. Drag queens, and I hate to say this, porn stars always late. What is Why? that? Why? I was on time. I just had to put my wig on. See, nobody said I feel you. doubly attached. Nobody, we were see, still we were like... Nobody, <laughs> nobody brought her up. She told on herself. It is, it's, it's, it's like Latins yeah. are always late to whatever. Yes. Well, I'm yeah. a theater person. So I, all time, I, you sign baby, in or you don't get paid. I grew up as a teenager in the South doing community theater for like, cause my high school didn't have a theater program. So I had to go audition. I was doing shows with grown adults who had done like regional theater. So it was 
Early is on time, on time is late, and late is fired. Amen. What was one of your favorite musicals you did? Like, Oh my God. I, I really love Sondheim. I got to be in the ensemble for Sweeney Todd and I had like Shut a couple up. solos. Mm. That what was do you really think fierce. of Josh Groban? Doing oh, I'm, I want to see him so badly. I love, I love Sondheim. When you go, I'll go with you. No, I Let's love go. Sondheim, but Josh Groban with no passion is like, but he can sing the shit out of anything. Okay. He's going to make it very sad and pretty. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Everyone in the room is going to be pregnant when he yeah. opens his mouth. <laughs> yeah. I love Josh Kirk. If I had a dollar. Nobody's going to come at one of his eyes goes to it. Like, <laughs> <"That's> it. <laughs> Rest now, my friends. It's like, which razor are you looking at? How are you going to cut somebody's throat when you can't even see their face? I, I won't be. I'll be too busy ovulating in the front row. I won't have time to think about any of that. I'm just. <laughs> What's one of the favorite topics that you've talked about that surprised you? Because like know, even like tonight, being a podcast host surprises yeah. you. Well, I always prepare a little. You know, you know, mine is not nearly as elaborate. I prepare seven we didn't talking get into points, like half of this, and yeah. I, and that's the same thing. I never get through it all, especially if the person and I have good chemistry or they bring something. I just let it go wherever I want it to flow. So I think a lot of it is the amount of people who are so open about their sex lives who will just tell me their secrets, the amount of people who ask me to bleep names. And even like during the break, that's when the real gossip gets spilt, mm -hmm. when the microphones are off. Because if you look back at some of the guests that I've had, you know there are people who have tea to spill. So I know everyone's secrets. They always tell me. Let's do vodka here, but uh, to your point, so we broadcast live for purpose. And they sign up, whatever. I've gotten PR, like they shouldn't have said that. I'm like, what? Well, but they said it. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and it's fine, it's, you know, and sometimes I even say things that I'm like, oh, God, like if I listen back on like episodes from 2019, I'm probably going to cringe. But that's the nature of that's growth. Podcasting. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. think about it. And you said a lot of racist shit back then. So yeah. It's everybody, go, <laughs> yeah everybody go back and stream every single episode over and over again and leave a nice review until you find the racist stuff that I said. <laughs> there you and go. don't stop. Keep looking. You guys, I'm fighting so much doing your miss spawn. It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Palm Springs, mm -hmm. bitchiest brunch, sold uh -huh. out every single weekend. At a point, you guys had to do three shows just to oh, get them God, in. Oh, God, I remember that, yep. What is different about the drag culture in Palm Springs that's different than, because you perform everywhere. What's the difference? What could we learn from Palm Springs culture? It's hot. <laughs> it's hot <laughs> as, oh, it's hot as fuck outside. Well, that's, shit. Like, that's it's like a technical hot thing. as hell outside. I don't know how you... Well, there's there's a check, so there, <laughs> that's yeah. what gets me to do it outside. And baby, they tip in Palm Springs. Oh, like yeah. everyone's just so hungry for drag there, they're mm -hmm. just like, please take more money from me. Whereas like in well, LA, you, know, you have to, to work for a dollar. I used to not <laughs> be as hungry for drag back then. Mm -hmm. Like when I first moved in about eight years ago, it was not as drag hungry as it is now. And also too, a lot of uh, people from like LA, San Diego are now jumping in because they go, oh, this is where the money is. Mm -hmm. So yes. the culture of the who's going to watch it. So like one of the bars that I do a bingo at and I was doing the viewing party at uh, 111 in Cathedral City, their show, I caused all a sensation of them, there one night. all of them oh. who go to that show are there to watch a show. Mm -hmm. People who come to Bitches Brunch, they're there, they paid a lot of money to watch a good show. For other bars, they don't go to watch the show, they just go there to drink and they just happen to be mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. I think the thing mm -hmm. to learn from Palm Springs is to appreciate what, 
which I wish some looking at some of the queens who come into town, I wish they would really appreciate that there are people who are there to watch them and not to just snag their dollar and turn to look away or oh, not even bitch. look. As soon that's as, the biggest that's a, pet peeve of mine. Oh, incredibly. It's a connection. Yeah. That's why every single yes. dollar I look, every single person I, even if they're holding it here and not paying attention, I will hold their dollar. Look at them. And, and she'll crack continue. a joke with you, you if know? you're not doing yeah. it right, too. Yeah. There's but like a, a, lot of, a, skill. a lot of queens that come through town, they just go, oh, look, here's the cash cow. Let me just come in and grab as much as I can. Versus if you were to actually do your job and connect with the audience and those queens who are going to be mad at me, the shoe fits. Um, Does it, though? Well, clearly, snug, honey. Clearly, <laughs> on some of them, no, it's more like raptor toes. They got cliffhangers, girl. She's gonna jump the, from there. I wish that. I wish that the there's something to learn because the people in Palm Springs, they're there to retire and have a good time and relax they're and there vacation. To die. Exactly. <laughs> but it is changing. We're seeing more and more celebrities like Outbound. Mm -hmm. No. Okay. Yes. No. I. No. I. Was, no, I, I just were going. Question and answer. Yeah. Uh -huh. Some uh, secrets. So anyway, but like. Uh, it's evolving, and I love that you can wrangle in all sides. And those who and those who actually put on a good show are going to constantly be sold out. Yep. Those who are there to just snatch dollars every single week, there's a reason why it's not sold out. Mm. Drag is here to stay for a certain reason. It was the first group that pushed the envelope. If you watch uh, The Rose with Bette Midler in the 70s, she goes to a drag show. And it's representative of Barbara Streisand, Bette Midler, everything, like her own self. That's what drag does. It celebrates our pop culture, but it also celebrates our community. So my hat's off to all of you ladies that continue to do this day after day because we know it's not cheap. And... But here's the thing is like... <laughs> it's time for you to drink now. <laughs> is this my start? Oh God. No! God, can you imagine that headline? Oh my God. I'm just like... One shot and I'm like... <laughs> no, but here's the thing is like... Literally every day, it costs money to, to do the wig, do the lashes, even get ready for today's show. You guys had to figure out, am I going to get beat up if I walk in with a beat face? Am I going to... Where am I going to change everything? That's what you ladies have to do day after day, and you continue to do it to entertain. So when we say drag is not a crime, drag is not a crime. So I thank you ladies, 100%. Stunning. Yes. And be more concerned about um, your kids going to school safely than drag queens reading books to them. Because um, most of us don't want to even read to them. This is my only marketable skill, I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate children. Like, I hate children. I can't yeah. Did you hear that the color purple was banned this year? No. The color purple. Because why? why? Because 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 in the book, yeah. does say the n word. In the book, no. In the book, they don't care about all the n words. They care about oh, the they, they love those. Yeah. <laughs> Not the right. beating. Okay. I still have so many questions from our. Well, let's just keep going. Just was, keep no, going. no, we can't. Tony, <laughs> has to, Tony has to go home to Welcome his to episode yeah, two. He's union. He's got a <laughs> wow, must be nice, break. Tony. <laughs> Tony's literally on a plane to Brazil later tonight. So. What? Work, yeah. bitch. Let's cut this. Oh, she's a Brazilian really. boyfriend. Are you gonna fall in love? No, his husband is Brazilian. Oh, oh wow. and he's like, oh, oh good for you, bitch. Well, all right. So we're gonna go down, Jordan. What is your message to your fans this Pride, and where can we find and follow you? I love you both. 
<laughs> and I thank you for figuring out how to use a computer, mom, to, to do this. Yeah. That's a lie. She's not even here. No, I th I think pride is fierce. Pride is stunning. And I'm so excited for what, you know, this year's been a whirlwind for me personally and professionally. And it's only only up from here, right? For all of us. Mm -hmm. Drag is fierce. We're going through a renaissance. We're just going through a rough patch right now. But we got this. Don't lose hope. Where can we find and follow you? I'm at Jordan J. Rowe everywhere on TikTok. I'm in, I'm like currently taking a break from my mental health to focus on my social media. So if you could please follow me everywhere, that'd be really fierce. Can you spell J. Rowe? J-A-Y-R-O. I like to make acronyms like Jennifer Aniston's youth regimen is outrageous. <laughs> um, just admit you're really old. <laughs> That is so hilarious because remember Very Jennifer hilarious. Edison's lotion commercial? She was the Avino like, girl. Hey, Debbie, with that doctor. I'm like, yeah. you've never met that bitch in your life. And they're like, no, but I use Avino every day and look at me. I didn't even wear makeup. I just use Avino. And I don't know Same. I'm going to have the Rachel next time you see me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's, I'm unhinged. You guys have to listen to Hey Girl podcast. It's, it's, so it's an hour of this bullshit. But you can listen like at the gym. You can. Oh, there look at go. that. Fabulous yeah. image. Hey, outfit, outfit Chanel and Balenciaga inspired by my Latin lover, Jose, shot by bow and arrow. Fierce queen. Love her. This bitch knows how to love. She's like, credits, she credits, credits. I, it's not, you know what? As much as I do literally everything, this is the first time I've had to like source things. And these are the people I trust and I love them and I thank them. Mm. We love you. I love you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for driving us home tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Literally in my car. In my, my Honda Civic. It's been like a clown car. It's like, bah, 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 bah. Anita Rose, where can we find and follow you? And what is your message to your fans? Um, my message to my peoples is always love. There's no reason to hate. So love. Um, you can catch me on all of my social medias and my Venmo and Cash App at Anita Rose O'Hara. So uh, smart. So smart. Well, Damn, I didn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's smart. Um, Anita Rose O'Hara on all my social media. Um, what was the other thing? I forgot. Your message to your fans. Which you no, did. I did that. I did the yeah, message yeah. to fans. That's where you can catch me. Yep. Money. And also hosting the Bitchies Brunch every single Sunday at Oscars. OscarsPalmSprings.com for all of your ticket information. Which is the place to go. Honey, 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. I'll tell you what. Sometimes I get so sold out, you have to do a third show. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. and it literally is the place. And there's to go. A, and there's a there. It's very common for it to be sold out weeks in advance. So yep. please get your tickets early. Gemini die Sexton. Mm. Mm. My message. She still is transfixed by how beautiful she looks. I know. Well, she I is, do you see her? She's like. It's like either midsummer or Marilyn Monroe. Oh, I, mean, I, I fucking the I'm up here waiting time. for this lace to pop off, but so far so good. She's midsummer, uh, right? Like she's the spring Midsummer, yes. Yeah. I'm a prolapsed butthole. Um, <laughs> oh, I see it. I clocked the reference. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I'm that monkeypox little scar that won't go away. Um, so <laughs> oh my <God>. particle. <laughs> my message is um is a message of of protest. You know. Do something in your life that feels that feels radical, okay? Um, and also uh, play into the capitalism of drag. You know, like if Pride costs eighty dollars to get into, then make sure you're being paid one hundred and fifty, right? I guess so. Yeah, get your money. There's no free exposure anymore. Exactly. No, you know, no. you got to pay to play, baby. That's my catch line when I walk in. You got to pay to play. And then I have, I have a, I spin the wheels on my tits. Yes. Um, She's Carol Channing, by the way. If anybody like, <laughs> even remembers who she was, you are the Carol Channing of 
drug. Well, there you go. Um, and then you can find me on social media. I keep changing my name. I just added the Sexton on. Aurora I Sexton know, added me as kept, a drag daughter. We kept changed the lower. Gemini die. Gemini D Sexton. Just you know, find me, and I'll find you, and we'll find each other. And if you're into drag queens, this could happen. It's like the harmony. Yeah. She and I fucking drag. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> She'll keep her belly button nice and hairy for you. I mean. <laughs> keep that churl happy, baby. Everybody, thank you so much for the show. This is the conversation that needs to happen, happen, happen. Like I said, I used to be so politically not involved. This is not the time. So, um... It's always a grab bag of fun. Every we have to go with the script. Every week on the rocks, big thank you to our engineer Tony Sweet, also owner, our social media clip editor Alexis Mendez. Please like, share, subscribe, so we can continue bringing the show for you for free. Until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, stay sexy. Everybody, raise your glass to no. Kevin Bacon. To Kevin Bacon. Take care. Stay tipsy. We'll see you next week. This has been another episode of On the Rocks. Tweet me and slide into my DMs on Twitter and Instagram at On the Rocks On Air. Find everything On the Rocks for free at ontherocksradioshow.com. Subscribe, like, review, and share. Until next week, stay fabulous.